0: It's the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast with your host, Paula Price. Taking on the issues, representing Jesus Christ, unapologetically truthful, taking on popular opinion, and now your host, Paula Price.
1: so I am, I'll be 38 in June. Congratulations. Thank you. And I am a wife. I've been married for 13 years. I'm a mother. I have a nine-year-old son. I'm also uh, building a new relationship with my mom. Um, And I also am very busy with ministry. I'm also in school studying to be a prophet. So there's Homework and all that, and there are times where it can just be extremely overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I find myself in moments freezing and feeling like internally I'm Mm -hmm. freezing. There's a lot of often there's a lot of self condemnation and feeling like I'm not meeting standards
0: and measuring measuring Mm -hmm. up.
1: And so it's just like you get to that place where you're like stuck, stuck in your soul, stuck in your mind, and you can't. And for me, I feel like I can't move forward there. And there are times where I'm like, I'm Lord, I can't do this assignment. I Mm -hmm. can't do this job.
0: I can't. I just get Mm -hmm. stuck and I freeze. So let's talk about the freeze piece, because that's very important. Uh Leading up to the freeze, is it always the sense of overwhelmness that that does it? Or is it just something that just happens out of the blue as as a matter of course, as you're Mm -hmm. pressing through to get all of these things done?
1: Usually it comes with um, there's a lot going on and then there's maybe a correction or Mm -hmm. an argument Mm -hmm. or somebody not listening Mm -hmm. or like my son throwing a fit about something or whatever. It's just there's always seems to be like one thing too many Mm -hmm. in that moment when there's so many things going on that I'm like, okay, I just can't do this anymore.
0: So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Has this ever happened to you before in life, before now, where you've had the freezing, where something negative or adverse or something inflammatory happened and you just get locked down? Has that happened before? Um, Well, actually not really. I used to be a very
1: emotionally aggressive person when I was growing up, when I was a child. I used to just my sister and I would argue all the time or I would throw a fit or I would slam a door or I would have some sort of emotional outburst. Mm-hmm. So you would
0: vent? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so in this particular situation, you feel that the the uh, opportunity for venting or the leeway for venting is gone. Is that what you're thinking? Yes. So in place of the venting, you're freezing. Correct. Because you, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. Now, you know that those who are watching us today will conclude that you need to put some things down. So you know you aren't going to put down your marriage, right? per se. You aren't going to, and going to put down motherhood, per se. Right. So according to popular Christian belief, you have to put down God. Right. And you have to put down your ministry. Right. Have you toiled with that in your mind
1: a little well, bit? Well, I know that it is a constant thing that the enemy uses to try to keep me from getting to the purpose and the destiny and fulfilling the calling on my life. I I do know that based on training. I do know that based on um, conversations and things that I've had with advisors that it's, there's something, (laughs) there's something in my soul Mm -hmm. that I have not been able to reconcile that is keeping me from overcoming that freezing and Mm -hmm. that
0: Those stalled responses. So let's talk about that. When you're freezing, what's going through your mind? All of a sudden, it's kind of like throw up your hands, Mm -hmm. and I'm just out. I'm done. What's happening in your mind?
1: I, I just, (laughs) for lack of a better, I just stop, stop thinking about things. I just go into that automaton. Just what I do, what I know how to do, everything that I can, you know the routines I just stick to the routines I don't really I don't really get into anything more
0: um,
1: deeper mm-hmm. or anything
0: like that I just kind of stop and pray not always okay so why is that not an option for you since you're you're training and be a Correct. So, okay so why is that not a first resort or first recourse either one
1: because <laughs> honestly I feel like God already knows that I'm frustrated and that he's sending me a test to her trial, so he's
0: just he's just sitting back watching <laughs> you fall apart, saying, "Yay, she's hitting the monster." Yeah. But let's talk about your feelings about God, because clearly uh-huh. there is something about you going to Him in crises and stress mm-hmm. that you don't like. You would prefer to avoid, mm-hmm. so you want God to to just watch your emotional state know your emotional state and then just jump in and fix it is that how it was with you and your parents
1: uh, honestly no but my parents in particular my father is it was
0: she'll be okay it was mm-hmm. she'll figure it out so your emotional states and your emotional difficulties and 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 uh distresses were treated as just she'll work it through so it was almost like it was dismissed Correct. Is that, so, so you realize you're doing that to God. Mm-hmm. You are pretty much accusing Him of dism- dismissing your emotional state because He put all of this on you, and He should really come and make you feel better. Mm-hmm. You do realize that, right? No, I didn't actually. Okay. So think <laughs> about it, because I mean, I really want you to think about it. Uh-huh. So let's go to this calling, because I think that's the piece that that's the the, the what you're psychologically thinking is the variable. Uh-huh. I have some leeway there i mean i could not do it or i could take my time with so let's go with that Uh and then afterwards i want to go into your your marriage and your motherhood so let's go with the calling you mentioned that when you've had advisements and counselings you got to see your calling but what i don't hear from you Mm -hmm. is you and your calling Mm -hmm. like you don't seem to have paired yourself with this calling You've, it sounds like it's a little bit obligatory, like you're trying to please someone. Is that the case?
1: Uh, no, actually, no, it's not. I've it's been probably around 19 or 20 years mm-hmm. that I've been searching for what I'm supposed to do, what God has called me to. When I was when I graduated from high school, and I I was sitting at a job that I was working at, the Lord said the, the he called me. He mm-hmm. said I'm calling you into ministry. Mm. And so I went at that point because all I knew at that point was missionary. Mm-hmm. So I did that and it was a great time. I had a great time and there were s- some disappointments and things that happened there, but I always knew that God had called me. Excellent. And I just always was drawn to serve the Lord and be in his service. However, it just was, it was always
0: very cloudy. Mm -hmm. So, and it was, it was cloudy because you, you know, you, as far as you were concerned, if God called you, then it's to go to missions, go help souls get saved. Because that's pretty much where most people start. Mm -hmm. So when you woke up and found out, oh my gosh, he's calling me to be a prophet. Mm -hmm. How did that, how did that strike you? Well, to
1: be honest, growing up, there was no talk of prophets. Mm-hmm. What is a prophet? Who is a prophet? There's prophets in the Bible and that's it. Um, as far as my church upbringing and even um, even the experiences I have with my father who's who went to seminary and is a pastor, he never really talked about the prophets. We mm-hmm. did like a Bible study on the prophets, like maybe for a few months, but never really talking about the prophets today prophets today. So for me, it was kind of an unknown, unknown thing. And I didn't really know what a prophet was.
0: So how did it land on you that that's what God called you to do? In other words, I'm trying to find out how do you go from being good evangelical minister (laughs) looking to go save the world Uh and disciple souls to becoming the messenger of God that leads the way in all of scripture? How did you do that?
1: Well, I had, um, had a prophet in my life at the time who told me that I was a prophet. And then also basically helped to make sense of a lot of the life that I had lived as far as having, sitting down and having conversations with people and them always telling me, Oh, you're so wise for your age. Mm -hmm. You, you know, so many things. Wow. That's really great advice. And just being able to help people walk through different things and even me being 17, 18 years old, talking to people who were like five, six, 10 years older than me. And they're like, I wish I had your wisdom when I was your age and all of those kinds of things. So based on studies and things like that, that I've had and that, that prophet helping me, I was able to kind of understand. Oh, OK, that that's that's,
0: that's your unique, Yes. Yes. OK, so you're the prophet. <clears throat> now you're married. You have. A son, Mm -hmm. and now you're discovering that you're something that you never heard of in your life, correct? Or in your house, correct? And you're in school to become this prophet. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to go to school for it? Since that's not necessarily the norm with Mm -hmm. prophets, I'm sure you know that. Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, Majorly because I wanted to know more about what the prophet was and how, and to really be a prophet as the Lord would call a prophet to be and Mm -hmm. ordain them to be as in scripture, Mm -hmm. not just walking around because I always, for me, I didn't always appreciate the just random people coming up to me and saying, Oh, you have this light about you. You have this thing. And God, especially
0: where you came from. Correct. <laughs> and, yes. In,
1: in the Pacific Northwest, it's very pagan, very witchy. And so a lot of times people would just come up to me and, oh, there's such a great light in you and all these weird, crazy things. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when uh, I had met this prophet, I had heard about um, the Prophet's Dictionary and being been able to st- be able to study. The, there was a study and I always wanted to go to college. I didn't go to college because I did missionary work. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was an opportunity to also study mm-hmm. something that I felt like God
0: was calling me to do. Okay. So now I want to go back to how we started this, the overwhelmness. Mm-hmm. Are you getting pressure? Would you say that comes from pressure from your husband and your marriage, from your son and your motherhood, or, or for just you yourself feeling that you don't have the capacity? to mm-hmm. carry it all because let's say it wasn't let's say you weren't in school let's say that it was your profession mm-hmm. uh some sort of secular profession would you not still have the same sense of right. burden and going to school mm-hmm. so what we want to do now is look at why when you feel over when you feel overwhelmed that it, to you that's throwing the towel and go and distract yourself to do something else that goes back to a little girl Mm -hmm. I see you somewhere around eight years old, nine years old, and I see you just seething inside when people intruded on your quiet time or intruded on your me time. Mm -hmm. And that, I I, I see that in the spirit. So is that somewhere close to truth? And then how, what was your reaction? Did you slam your door and lock people out or did you go away so that you couldn't be found? What was your reaction then?
1: Um. Well, there's a particular incident where I had threw a fit about something because I was being compared to somebody being compared to my younger sister. And my, my father basically said to me, well, do you want me to treat you like her? Do you want me to do? Are you the same age as her? Mm -hmm. Is that how you should, I should treat you as the same age as her when you're older than she is? And It was at that moment where I just walked away from that situation and just carried on. And he said that he never really had a problem with me um, and dealing with comparison with my younger sister. And so for me, it's just always been that. I don't want to be compared to everybody else. I don't want to be I don't want my behavior and my responses to be attributed as the same as as others.
0: So how do you now fast forwarding, how do you enforce that? Because clearly you there was a resolve made. Mm-hmm. So how do you enforce that and translate that to what you feel today, the overwhelmness that makes you just forget it all, drop it and go off and do something else? How do how do, how do you make that work mm. in your brain, in your heart? Just
1: I just feel like I have this particular duty to Do more and to just be to just be more responsible, be more above reproach than than what has has transpired. What I have seen, some of the difficulties or challenges that others have had is that I have to push past that because because maybe for me, there is a response to God that that I need to have, that I need to prove to God that,
0: you know, you think that's the case? Because mm-hmm. it seems like when whenever you take on a task, you go into immediate compete mode. Mm. You're competing with the person who did it. You're competing with the person who, felt you put yourself in a contest mode. That's what it appears. So in this contest mentality, mm-hmm. now there's no one around, but you have already pulled your other opponents in mm-hmm. and your other competitors in in your mind. Right. And that's going back to say to your dad, I am different. I'm somebody and I'm better. Mm-hmm. So we have to talk about that. And maybe when we get together again, we can. Because I want you to leave here thinking. The first thing you need to do is realize God is not your natural father. God made you. Mm-hmm. And he led you through all of these things. And you cannot re- retaliate on with God on what dad didn't do. But you also cannot condemn dad for not measuring up to God's fatherhood. So as we wrap these up, why don't you leave it on those two points? And perhaps when we get back together again, we can revisit this because we still haven't talked about the marriage. We still haven't talked about your son and your motherhood, because I would imagine that you have those same uh, motivations or inspirations in those relationships as well. Mm-hmm. So that with you, we, we're, go- we're going to have to fight through that that self-competitive thing you do. Mm-hmm. where. If people measure and if they disappoint you, God forbid, but you also kind of like it when they disappoint you because it shows you're better because dad did not see the difference between you and your sister. And as far as he was concerned, you should have read, you should have read his mind to find out what pleased him. Mm -hmm. So those are big things. We'll talk about that next time. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us, and I thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us. We had a good talk. Some of you probably can identify with what Rachel has gone through. We'd like to hear from you. So text us, write us, Facebook us. Tell us what you think about Rachel's situation and how it affects you, but also what thoughts you have on it. Until next time, have a great weekend, and don't forget, it's up to you. To control your soul. See you next time.
1: Reintroducing Dr. Paula DrPaulaPricePowerTrain.com Become the most successful you. Business and life coaching and training with Dr. Paula Price. Register today for her course that will be available called Taking Control of Your Soul. A personalized way to take control of you. Lesson 1. Your soul is the creator made it. Lesson 2. Soul Fixer Upper, getting in touch with your soul. Lesson 3, dissecting the thoughts of the heart. And Lesson 4, under construction, exposing the appetites of the heart and soul. Learn more at com.
0: Thank you for listening to the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit DrPaulaAPrice.com for resources and training materials for how to think differently and live powerfully. Follow Dr. Price on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Dr. Paula Price. See you next time.